stay home So I order take out But I'd rather make out That ain't happening cause I'm all alone Wasting away again in my coronavirus Searching for the last roll of angel soft Two ply, not that single ply crap Some ever claim that we've got China to blame But I know I should've sold my stocks To the In Obscuria podcast, a podcast where we exhume obscure rock and punk and metal and we put them in one of three categories the lost, the forgotten, or the should have beens. My name is Kevin Williams, and today I'm joined by Dead Air. I am by myself today. Yep, yep, yep. This has only happened one time, but you know what? It's the holidays. I've opened a beer. It is after the witching hour, after midnight, and I am down in the old family crypt. So I just decided, you know what? I'm going to try it one more time. It was a fiasco last year, so it can only go up from there. So I'm going to do my own show tonight. And hey, after you listen to this, go listen to Growing Up Rock, The Slam Fest Podcast, Pot of Thunder, Decibel Geek, Metal Up Your Podcast, The Dummy Room, Podcast Rock City, Cobras and Fire, Rock Strikes 10, Potter Than Hell, Kistry Science Theater, The Podcast, The Kiss Room, I Love It Loudcast, Ages of Rock, The Synaptic Empire, and don't forget about Monty's Rockcast. Also, please come visit us at inobscuria.com. Like us, share us, recommend us. Do everything you can do on the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram. And hey, if you really are feeling good about it, go leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. We would really, really appreciate it. All right. I am on my own, like I said again. I did this last year, and I was sitting outside. We were at the beach. It was same time frame around Christmas, New Year's time frame, and I was sitting at the beach and with my family, and I went outside late at night on the balcony, and it was actually kind of cold, even though we were at the beach in Florida, and my teeth were chattering, and I was talking very low because I was trying not to wake anybody up, and I sounded like this. And it was really monotone and really horrible, so I'm going to try not to talk nearly as much as I did last year when I did an episode I called called Shallow Graves Digging the Twenty Teens. Well, this year, I'm going to do Shallow Graves Digging 2020. Now, I know in our last podcast with Robert, I said, let's get rid of 2020. We are so done with it. Let's move into 2021. But I failed to remember that there were some good things to come out of 2020, like some new music. We actually got quite a few releases. Now, I didn't buy nearly as as many new releases as I, I normally do because it was such a weird year. I mean, 2020, just a bizarre year all around. But if you remember the premise of what the 
show is every week I take something from my personal collection, either an artist or an album or a collection of songs from the broad spectrum of rock, punk, metal. It can be 70s bubblegum glam, which we've done an episode on, to death punk, which we've done an episode on, to prog rock, Japanese visual K, you name it. That's the kind of stuff I'm into and that's what we talk about. But everything that we play, I own. I don't want to be one of those shows that doesn't even purchase the music that I'm playing on on the show. So this year, there were some big releases that I did buy, but of course, being in Obscuria, we're not going to play some of those bigger things. But I did want to mention, there were some really good albums that came out in 2020, even if people weren't talking maybe as much about them as as they would if it would have been a normal year. And one of the bands that everybody was talking about, and it was all over social, and they did a really good media blitz on it, was ACDC. The new ACDC album was fantastic. Probably the best they've put out in years. Ace Fraley put out a new covers album. It was pretty good. I'll be honest with you. I bought it on vinyl. The vinyl was beautiful. I listened to it once and I haven't really gone back to it. I will. I just haven't done it yet. Another great release from a band who's just a classic now is Pearl Jam. They released an awesome new album. I believe that was one of the best albums they've released in quite a while as well. And then kind of an odd album came out from Stone Temple Pilots. And ever since you know they got the new singer, it's um, it's been a little bit hit or miss for me. But this album I actually really enjoyed, and I, I didn't expect to really enjoy it because it was basically all very mellow, acoustic, not rock and STP, and even, dare I say, a bit countryish. but it flowed really well, and I actually... I've probably worn this vinyl out already. It's probably had 25 spins since I bought it, so really good album. And how about that Weezer album that dropped? Oh, wait. They didn't put one out. They were supposed to put out an album. They delayed it, and then they just decided we're not even going to put it out at all until next year. So we didn't get our Weezer album. We did get an album from Green Day, and it was produced by Butch Walker, who we've talked about on the show before. He used to live in Atlanta and before he moved out to L.A. And, you know, he's a a great songwriter, great entertainer. And I kind of think his stuff that he's produced, for whatever reason, he has kind of a, I don't know, when, when he produces albums, he does a great job and it sounds big. But for whatever reason, the things he produces get not the, it has the opposite effect a little bit. And I think the same thing happened with Green Day. Butch produced the Green Day album that came out this year, but I didn't hear much about it. And it's Green Day. I mean, they used to get a ton of press. So maybe it's just their, I don't know, maybe their time is done as far as being that huge band. Maybe they're going back to being a smaller band, but I don't know what it was. I didn't hear much about the the album. I did buy it. They were offering it cheap on vinyl. It was really cheap. So I picked it up and I'd heard some bad things about it from a few people, but I actually enjoyed it. I didn't think it was that bad. Another album that came out, which I had been looking for, to was a Queen live album. Now, typically people go, woo, what's the big deal about a live album? But this had Adam Lambert on it, and I think he's done an amazing job carrying on Freddie's legacy while also kind of creating his own, even with the, the older songs. So it's kind of cool to hear his voice on those older Queen songs and, and how he kind of injects a little bit of energy into Queen. Um, when Queen were with Paul Rogers, they released a live album as well, and I enjoy that one too. I just like to hear Queen interpreted by different singers. I is pretty cool. Another couple of bands that are near and dear to my heart that put out new albums that I could have played but just decided not to on this episode, Diamond Head. They actually re-recorded Lightning to the Nations. And even though I already had a copy of Lightning to the Nations and had a lot of those songs on some compilations, I went ahead and purchased it and it sounds fantastic. To have the newer singer on it and the band is just firing on all cylinders. That band has really, really stepped it up in the last couple of years. Their releases just sound top 
top notch. I think it's the best work that they've ever done. So hearing that version of the band play these older songs sounds amazing because the original Lightning to the Nations, while the songs are amazing and have a lot of history to them and a lot of just traditional heavy metal royalty, if you will, they didn't sound that great. You know, it was the time when they recorded this new version of these songs sounds amazing. So this is really cool. Uh, Metal Church. They put out a kind of a B-side live track with some new stuff release, and I'll buy anything Metal Church puts out. I, another band that, to me, just continues to, to age like fine wine. They just sound great. And the last one that I, I picked up was the vinyl from the new Blue Oyster Cult album, and that's so good. New Blue Oyster Cult rocks. It's, it's the best thing they've done since Imaginos, which was 80s, I believe. With that being said, I'm going to roll into some music that I think everybody should hear, and I'm going to play some bands maybe that we've played before but i just want to remind people how many great things we got from 2020 that were music related so let's just go through some of these and i've got kind of a top 10 in no particular order just the order that i want to hear them right now and rock out so put on your headphones for these and uh we're gonna start we're gonna kick it off with thunder mother now we've talked about thunder mother they're an amazing all-girl band from sweden and if you want to hear all about them Go check out episode 25, Stockholm Syndrome, Sweden Rocks. We talk about Thunder Mother and tons of other Swedish bands. And we talk about the fact that Sweden right now is like the new Hollywood for, you know, hard rock, heavy metal bands. Just an amazing denim and leather kind of feel and sound to everything that's coming out of Sweden right now. and has been for quite a while. But this band, Thunder Mother, just amazing. They put out a new album called Heat Wave. We played one of the new songs on episode 25. I'm going to play a different one this time. And this song is called Free Ourselves from Heat Wave.
Guernica. Oh, that woman can just sing. She is so good. I actually, I think I talked about this, but I saw them three times on the Kiss Cruise a couple of years ago. I saw them one night. It was late. I think they played in one of the smaller venues. And I went down there and thought, oh, I'll just check them out and see what they're like. And just fell in love with the band so much that when I went back to my cabin that night, I made sure that I could get the uh, the Wi-Fi to work because I had to download their latest album. And it's, it's weird to me that that is the second incarnation of that band. She was the new singer. They had a new drummer. They had a new bass player all on two albums ago. And two albums before that, they were a completely different band, just the guitarists remained. So crazy story for them. And again, go check that out uh, in our Sweden Rocks episode. And one more thing I'll, I'll say about Thunder Mother, specifically about their new release, Heat Wave. So I tried to order it on Amazon, you know, kind of pre-order thing. It was yellow vinyl, thought that was going to be cool. And it never showed up. It, it said it was delayed. And then they gave me something that it was they had to cancel it. So they just canceled the order altogether. So I thought, bummer, you know, I was really wanting to get this from Thunder Mother, wanted to get the new release. And so then I was kind of surfing around and I found that there is a new version of Tower Records that's back and they do mail order vinyls. And so I thought, oh, cool. I'll give the new Tower Records some some love and I'll order Thunder Mother and ordered it. It said it shipped, never arrived and then like two months later, I get this sliver of, and this is real, I got this sliver of packaging in my mailbox that had a label on it. At one point in time, it was a box. At one point in time, it must have had something in the box, i.e. my Thunder Mother album. And they actually delivered a sliver of paper just with an address on it that said, item missing, written on it. And so I had to call Tower Records. And then there was something else I ordered from Tower Records and it never showed up as well. So I'm not telling you not to go to the new Tower Records, but maybe you want to let them work out their kinks on their shipping because, you know, two months to get a sliver of what used to be a cardboard box shoved in your mailbox, not very satisfying. So that's my story there. I still don't have my Thunder Mother vinyl. They're doing a campaign right now where they're going to record some new songs in 2021 and release like a deluxe edition. So I have signed up for that. So hopefully I'll get that in 2021. Okay, moving on to a band that has, oh my God, I think like 28 albums that I own alone. And I know they have even more than that. And this is, we're going to go all the way from Sweden to Japan. And this is a band that we covered in episode 13, Shock and All Japanese Visual K. And this band released a new album not too long ago in 2020. And I want to feature something from them. The band I'm talking about is a band, it's spelled M-U-C-C. I believe it is pronounced Muku. I could be wrong. It could be Mukka. But anyway, we're going to go with either one of those. And this album is similar to those that they've released in the last couple of years, which they're just so prolific. that They're basically releasing albums every year, maybe every 15 months, something like that. And like their last couple of albums, it's all over the board. This band can go from the heaviest, down-tuned, screamy, almost death growls to playing like almost like a jazz standard. I mean, it's just all over the place. They can be campy. They can be fun. They can be heavy and serious. They can be sappy. You name it, this band can play it. They have a guitar hero, Japanese guitar hero playing guitar, who is just impressive. It's really hard to describe. You play one song and it won't sound like the next one. So telling you to go get an album is kind of difficult. It's more like you just have to sort of discover them maybe digitally and get the songs that fit what you like. But I like everything they do, pretty much. 
and they're one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Visual K band. So I'm going to play something from their new album, which I believe is called Aku. It's just A-K-U. It's the way it's spelled. Again, I'm not Japanese, so I don't pronounce things very well. And I'm going to play the very first song. Usually their openers are fantastic. This is no different. This is Aku Justice. say it had a little bit of a rush quality to it maybe that's just me really digging 
digging on that one, but I love that band. Again, go check it out. Episode 13, Shock and All, Japanese Visual K. We talk all about Japanese Visual K, what it is. We try to explain it. Well, I try to explain it. Robert knows nothing about it, but he finds out about it. And there were several things that we liked and some that he wasn't so sure about, but just a really interesting genre. Very Japanese, as you heard, sung in Japanese, but I can still get into it. I don't have a problem, even though I don't know the language. All right. So let's move on to my third pick here tonight. And this is a not so obscure band, perhaps, but it's one you don't hear every day. And they released an album. They hadn't released an album in years and years and years. I'm talking about the band Vandenberg. And I first heard about this band way back in the 80s. And I don't know about you, but the way I used to find out about bands were sometimes through my friends, but mostly through my older cousins or older friends that just always seem to be in the know. And my cousin Sandy gave me a mixtape one time. He found out I was starting to get into Metallica and, and heavy, heavy stuff. And he said, hey, take this tape that my friend made. This is amazing. You're going to hear some great stuff. And he, he wasn't lying. It was stuff that I hadn't heard. It was where I lived. They didn't play these types of bands on the radio and I didn't have MTV. So it was all new to me. It was all discovery. And this mixtape had a lot of the early 80s, mid 80s hair bands, but it was stuff that I hadn't heard and it was obscure to me and, and really opened my eyes to some other bands. And I on this one tape, I heard Helix for the first time, except Heavy Petten. Uh, I heard Scorpions that was something other than what I'd heard on the radio. Crocus, I had never heard Crocus before. And this band, Vandenberg. And around that same time, I knew that there was a guy named Adrian Vandenberg in White Snake, so I'm talking 87-ish. So it was the huge White Snake album that came out, and the band that went out on tour was not the band that was on the album. But we didn't know that, or I didn't know that. I was new to getting into music, and so I thought that the guys that I was seeing in the videos and who was on tour with White Snake were the guys on the album. But that's not true. John Sykes played on that album, but Adrian Vandenberg was brought in along with Vivian Campbell, who is now in Def Leppard, but at that time or before that time was in Dio. So, you know, all I knew were those were the guitarists and I thought they were the ones playing on the album. But when I got this mixtape, I realized that there was a band called Vandenberg. And obviously that must be this guy that I know as the White Snake guy. And I absolutely loved what I heard on this this one song on this compilation. So I ended up getting the Vandenberg albums later. They had you know several albums in the 80s. And then I played a song on one of our episodes, Manic Eden, which he was in that band as well. So always a fan of this guy and thought it was great that he came back a few years ago with a band called Moon Kings, Vandenberg's Moon Kings, and they were a bluesier version of, of hard rock and really cool band as well. And they have three releases. And then this year in 2020, he came out with an album that the cover basically looked like a distressed version of the, the original Vandenberg cover, which is a very cool thing to do. And it's just called 2020. So I'm going to play a song from that. It's called Hell and High Water.
if you are a fan of Burn era Deep Purple or Rainbow, you would probably really dig this album. It has a lot of ties to that Rainbow sound, which I absolutely love that band. So bringing this whole Vandenberg vibe with a Rainbow thing is really working for me. And it was just a breath of fresh air, even though it was breathing air from the 70s kind of in. But, you know, it has the singer, one of the singers from Rainbow as the singer. So that makes sense of why it kind of sounds like that. You've got Ron Ronnie Romero on the vocals, who was one of the Rainbow Singers, but just fantastic. Go go check that out. Love the new Vandenberg. Okay, now it's time for sort of a shameless plug on my part, but my band that I've been in for longer than I almost want to admit, a band that I joined in 2004, and we've been a little bit off and on in the last couple of years, but the band is called The Swear. We've had several releases, and we got together in December of 2019 with myself, Elizabeth Elkins, who's the primary songwriter and lead singer and guitarist. And I play bass in this band. And then our original drummer, who's a good friend of ours, Kent Oberly, the three of us got together and said, you know what, let's just make some music. Let's go in and record. And we went to the amazing Blackbird Studio in Nashville, Tennessee, December of 2019. We laid down seven tracks, mostly live with just a little bit of overdubs and some vocal overdubs and just it just turned out so well and we had uh mark rubel as our engineer who i believe kent talked about him on the episode that i did with kent um back in got about a year ago and mark was um he was kind of significant to that illinois sound that uh, came out of the the 90s and early 2000s and he had produced bands like hum and just did a fantastic job he applied all of those same Mark Rubel tricks to the stuff that we recorded. So it was just, it was such a cool experience. And we brought in on guitar, uh, Ethan Luck, who some of you may know from, if you're a podcast listener, from Metal Up Your Podcast, which is a, an all Metallica podcast. Ethan is one of the, the hosts on that show. He was also in, if you like ska music, he was in a band called the OC Supertones. He played drums in that band. He was the guitarist in Demon Hunter, which is a, a Christian metal band, if you've heard of them. And he was also the drummer in Reliant K. So just all around very talented dude and just came in and just blew us away. I mean, I wrote four of the songs, Elizabeth wrote three of the songs, and Ethan came in on kind of short notice and just blew us all away, just added just the right amount of, of feel and touch to the, the songs and, you know, stayed as true to the parts that we provided to him, yet added a, a flavor that only he could have provided. So just thrilled with this release and finally came out in July of this year in 2020. Not a great year to release a new album, but we just couldn't hold on to it any longer. We really wanted it to come out. So if you dig it, go check it out. It's on Bandcamp, the swear, bandcamp.com. Go check it out. And I'm going to play one of my favorite songs. And this is a song called Ike Turner. So from our release this year, 2020, called The Clinic and the Sane, here is Ike Turner. And 
Thank you for allowing me to just have a little bit of self-indulgence there and play my own band. But I am so proud of this release. I think it's the best thing that we've ever released and so proud that I, I wrote some songs that were really interpreted and really taken to another level by these great musicians that I got to work with. So thank you for that. Go pick up The Clinic and The Sane if you're at all interested. I mean, what else can I say? I, I guess the other thing I can say is that it was mixed by Nick Dedea in Australia. And if you don't know who Nick is, we were this is a another thing that we were just like, wow, Nick wants to work with us. I mean, he's he's done engineering and production for the likes of Bruce Springsteen, Danzig, Incubus, King's X, Mastodon, Neil Young, Pearl Jam. I mean, a ton of Pearl Jam stuff. Rage Against the Machine, a ton of STP, Velvet Revolver. And the thing that just really got me the most, the thing that I believe everybody knows he is known for, he actually worked on the Gorky Park album. So, I mean, that just solidified it for me. When he said he wanted to mix our album, I said, you're the guy that did Gorky Park. I'm on board, sir. And thank you. I'm honored. No, it was awesome. I mean, have Nick Didia touch this and yeah, just so cool. Anyway, moving on. Self-indulgence done. Let's go back to Japan. And in episode two, all the way back to episode two, we talked about the Japanese metal maiden mavens. We talked about this all-girl heavy metal craze that was going on in Japan for the last 10 years or so. And in 2020, we got another album from a band that we covered who I love called Love Bites. So I'm going to play something from their 2020 release called Electric Pentagram. This is Raise Some Hell. Who is playing? Who's that trick? Helping us to fail. Who is playing? 
bit of an overkill motorhead finish there at the end. You know, if those ladies would just practice a little bit more, they'd be really good. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're so good. So amazing, that band. They get better with each release. I mean, the talent in that band is just incredible. And to look at the visual of them performing while playing this music is, we talked about that in our episode. It's just so polarizing, amazing. Um, the only critique I have of that band and, and some of the other bands in this uh, kind of movement in Japan is I wish the drummers would do something more than just the double kick continued. I wish they'd do something else, but that's a very small critique. I mean, just amazing bands. And you should definitely go check out uh, that episode that we did. Again, it was episode two. You have to dig way back, but we featured some amazing ladies doing incredible things with guitars that will just astound you. So let's go from Japan to... Norway, why don't we? So this is a garage rock band from Moss, Norway, and they've had five albums released since 2010, and number six is coming in 2021, so look out for this one. They have released a couple of of pre-release singles, and I'm going to play one of those. And the band I'm talking about is a band called Death by Unga Bunga. Now this band I actually heard on Rock Strikes 10. Joey Haney did a best of one of the years, maybe it was 2018, maybe 2019, I can't remember now, but he played this band, Death by Unga Bunga, and I absolutely loved it. And so I rushed out and bought as many of their albums as I could find, and am really looking forward to this new release. So perhaps Joey will be playing this band as well if he does a best of 2020, but this is Death by Unga Bunga from a soon-to-be-released album called Heavy Male Insecurity, and this song is called Live Until I Die. Truer words were never spoken. <laughs> Get back home So I told them to get used to the fact that I'm full 
Death by Ungabunga. If you go out to Bandcamp right now, you can pre-order that bad boy on vinyl, which I have already done. So I can't wait for that to come out in 21. Heavy Mail Insecurity. Sounds like a great name for an album. Okay, well, let's move on. All right, next, I'm going to feature a super group. And Frontiers Records has been kind of doing this thing for the last couple of years where they'll put together all of these great, mostly musicians from the, the hair band heyday, the, mostly those guys that are still around, and, and they're putting together these super groups. And this is another one. And when I heard about this one, I went, yep, I'm going to pre-order that one because it's going to be impressive. This features Jeff Pilson on bass, who was mostly known for being in docking. He's also in Foreigner. Uh, you've got Reb Beach from Winger and Whitesnake on guitar, who an amazing guitarist. And the drummer's Matt Starr, who's been in Mr. Big, and he's Ace Fraley's drummer. And then on vocals, what really got me was Robin McCauley from the McCauley Schenker Group. And I believe he had a stint in Survivor as well. But if you know MSG... If you know Michael Schenker or the Michael Schenker Group, there was a version of that band called the Macaulay Schenker Group in the late 80s. They released three albums in, with this lineup. And my absolute favorite version of MSG is Macaulay Schenker Group. I love those albums. Probably not in favor with everyone who's a fan of Michael Schenker, but those are the albums that got me, especially the self-titled MSG album. Just, mm, you can't get better than that to me. Perfect mix. Macaulay has such a great voice. And I actually saw him with Stephen Michael, who's a fellow podcaster. I saw the Michael Schenker Fest came to Atlanta a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago, and it featured all the singers. So they had Graham Bonnet, had Gary Barden, Robin McCauley, Doogie White. I think they were all there. And yeah, I saw that show. It was amazing. Had such a fun time with Stephen Michael and his lovely wife, Jen. And uh, yeah, so I'm a huge McCauley fan. And when I heard that they were putting this super group together, I signed up for it. And it's absolutely great. And I know Macaulay had some health concerns. I believe he got over that. But this album came out in February of 2020. And it's called Black Swan is the name of the group. And the album's called Shake the World. Well worth the purchase. Go check it out. And this is a song I'm going to play called Long Road to Nowhere.
Dude, Robin McCauley is 67 years old in 2020 and just killing it on the vocals still. The man sounds amazing. I don't know what his regimen is, but I need to sign up for that. If you like old school 80s hard rock and hair metal, you will absolutely love that album. So go check that out. Black Swan, Shake the World. Fantastic. All right, let's move on to a man, well, I guess a band, but a man who I said had the best rock and roll scream that I have ever heard. And I covered this in episode 22, Grave Mistake, Hours should have been huge. I'm talking, of course, about Jimmy Necco from Hours. And the guy's voice is absolutely amazing. We just heard a great voice, but this guy's voice will just blow you away and take you to another place. And this is interesting. So we did this episode about Hours and we talked about how they should have been huge and we compared them to a lot of bands, mostly Muse, because they were sort of the same time frame as when Muse kind of had that upward trajectory and got to the zenith of where they are today as far as selling out our arenas and playing those types of venues. And Hours did not get there for some reason. And at the time when we were doing the episode, episode 22, again, go check that out. We talked about at that point in time, hey, go check out Hours they're online, go check out their website because they're offering their brand new album called Spectacular Sight. They're offering it free to listen to on, I can't remember, one of the streaming services. And, you know, it's only going to be there for a limited time. And so I I sort of captured one of those songs and I played it on the episode. Well, that album never came out. It's kind of weird. And I kept waiting for it to drop or at least to get something in the, you know, in my email about pre-ordering it. And I never saw anything. And then I saw that they released a single called Kids a couple months later. So I grabbed that on Bandcamp. And then a month or two ago, they released an EP called Media Age. And Media Age did not contain any of the songs that I believe, if I my recollection is correct, any of the songs that were featured on that Spectacular Sight album that has yet to come out. So not really sure what's going on with Spectacular Sight 3, which we talked about how their, their latest albums have numbers associated with them. But we did get Media Age and kind of interesting. I don't know why, but I'm going to play a song from Media Age. And again, this came out just a couple of months ago in 2020, late 2020, and this is called Slipping Away. <laughs>
just wow. I mean, the guy's voice and his songwriting don't don't make me get on my soapbox again about why this band should be just huge in playing arenas and putting out albums every year. I digress. I've already done that once. And again, if you want to go check that out, that was episode 22, Grave Mistake Hours. Should have been huge. Great release in 2020. I look forward to hopefully Spectacular Sight being released in 21, perhaps. Moving on, if you listened to episode 38, you know that it featured all Canadian bands. It was an episode called O Canada, and we talked about the amazing music that comes out of the Great White North. And I had a big list of bands that I was going to put in it. And of course, I can only put so many in an episode. One of the bands that I did not put in that episode is a band I'm going to play next, and a band that released an album called Delirium in 2020. And there's this whole wave of these younger bands, and a lot of them are from Canada, but these younger bands playing old school thrash metal, which i that's what I grew up on. When, when I was a teenager and high school student in the late 80s, early 90s, everybody was in the thrash. That was the thing. That's what we loved because it blended punk and metal and everything that we loved. And thrash was huge then. And now we have these bands with these younger dudes who didn't experience it the way we did the first time around because they were too young, but they are putting out such quality thrash metal. It's amazing. I mean, they must have just, I don't just soaked it in, just listened to it and soaked it in, watched all the old videos on YouTube or something. But this is a band from Calgary, Canada called Hazard. And this release they had is great. I'm actually going to play an instrumental because it has that same quality that you might find in a Metallica instrument. And yes, I went there. I said that. That's pretty. That's a pretty heavy thing to say for, especially for Metallica fans and for a, a band that's so beloved by everyone, Metallica. But this really reminds me of something that an old school Metallica might have done. So I'm going to play this song called "Call of the Void." Again, it's from an album called Delirium that was released in 2020 by Hazard.
nice to know that Thrash is still alive and well in 2020. Go check out Hazard. It's spelled a little weird. H-A-Z-Z-E-R-D. Go check them out. Okay, I have one more for you, and then I promise I'm going to shut up. And next week, we will get back to the witty banter that you're used to hearing from one Robert Harrison. So this is me doing solo. Hopefully this wasn't a complete bust again. But I wanted to feature some of these songs and some of these bands that did well in 2020. And with everything going on, the black cloud that was over 2020 and all that we were dealing with, a lot of this stuff got overshadowed. So I wanted to give it a little bit of light. And the last band, the last song I'm going to play comes from a band that we covered in episode eight, which was a 2019 episode. And it was called Graveyard Brawl, 80s goth versus 90s Illinois. And it was featuring Elizabeth Elkins and Kent Auberly of The Swear. It was actually recorded while I was recording our swear music in Nashville. So the premise of that episode was Elizabeth was really into that 80s goth scene. That's what she really grew up on. And then Kent was heavy into the 90s Illinois music uh, that we we talked about several of those bands. And one of the bands that we talked about and one of the bands that Mark Rubel, who actually worked on the swear music with us, worked on as well, is a band called Hum. In 2020, Hum released Inlet. And the digital copy of this came out long before I got my vinyl, but I finally got my vinyl and it sounds amazing. And I'm going to play a song called Step Into You. I'm going to sign off with this song. Amazing band, Hum. Go check them out. And we will see you next time on In Obscuria. Here is Hum with Step Into You from Inlet 2020. See you in 21, peeps. Later.
just sitting there and you were all quiet. What are you doing? Run it, James. D-O-G-E.